What is up? Welcome back to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. It's the host, Dallas. Um, I got a few minutes to talk to y'all this morning, so I just wanted to pop in and riff off of something that was on my mind, something that I noticed about my life, and um, small talk. I think if you're looking at this, that like the title of this episode is "Talking in Small Talk is Not Important." Um, and like I don't know, I was just looking through my life and just a little discovery I made like 10 minutes ago, thinking about it. So I wanted to share that. Um, sorry, I haven't uploaded um, to www.socialskillsfordummies.com/sevenhabits, um, but I'm gonna try to get that done today. I've been wrapped up in work. I've been wrapped up in you know writing a lot of music and just a lot of exciting stuff like. I'm an artist, you know what I mean? But I hop on this podcast every day and I want to put up the site because y'all are important to me. And so I'm going to get those seven habits out to you. I promise you, these seven habits will literally revolutionize your life and social skills. Like, it'll immediately, almost like, like with time, it'll remove the blockage that's like making you introverted. Because introversion is an illness, it's not a natural state. It's like this is the Advil, this is the medicine for introversion. Just these seven habits, like it's crazy. And just even like a singular one of the habits, like I'm not going to give away. Because what happens in your brain is a chemical experience um, can get rid of your anxiety and make you like extremely like a social savant almost. So www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits, the number seven, then habits. I'm going to try to put it up today. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. It's completely free. You just enter your email, you'll be able to download it. And then I'll mark it to your email address. More cool things that you can like buy or get for free or whatever. I don't know. It's full, full transparency there because I'm... Man, I love y'all. I'm real. I gotta be real with y'all, man. I'm, I'm running a business too, so you know, I know, dummy. You know how this works. Um, but yeah, what I wanted to get into is this is super exciting. Like, man, one of the things that I remember um, as a child, man, um, I remember coming on to. I was a walk-on. Uh, I, I don't know if we even had tryouts. I was a walk-on to my wrestling team in high school, and I really didn't know anything about wrestling, like. Um, and this story will completely align with the social skills part. Like it's completely insane how this aligns. I was a walk-on to the wrestling team, and I remember like I wasn't even sure what wrestling was when I walked on. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like you know, I wanted I, I wanted like um you know uh it, you know I, I I didn't know whether it was like WWE style. Like I'd never seen wrestling at all. Like I just knew that Coach G was like, "Yo, we got a wrestling team," and I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." I was like, man, do I need the leotard, the unitard, whatever you call it? And he was like, oh, a singlet? Like, I remember that day because it was embarrassing. Um, but I remember walking onto the wrestling team. And you know, when you walk on a wrestling team, like, you want to show your chops. You know what I mean? You want to be, you want to, you imagine yourself like a movie, like out in front of the audience. Like, uh, you imagine yourself doing the most fancy, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's a movie. You imagine yourself like doing like the most fancy art, like, like, um, coolest moves in front of a crowd and everybody's going crazy um but a lot of the times in life our, our journey kind of is not like that you know what i'm saying uh it's same that we think our social skills journey is gonna be like that we're gonna walk out there we're gonna learn the most crazy moves and just do them in front of a cl- crowd my i have a dry skin on my arm this is crazy like the body is so crazy i have dry skin on my arm my lips are dry i drink so much i've only drank water this new year and I'm drinking lots of it, so this is crazy that I'm like I'm. I should like that's audacity to me. I don't know. Maybe I gotta lotion up better. You think you'll be doing the fanciest moves and saying the craziest things and like, you know, like you you, you imagine a dynamic reality. But you get on the wrestling room, you get in the wrestling room for the fir- first time, and the first year I really didn't know much. I was just following the coach. Um, 
in, in coach, you know, he told me a lot of the fundamentals, a lot of the basics. Um, you know, like a double leg, you grab two legs, you pick them up. A single leg, you grab one leg, you pick it up. Um, just things like that. And every now and then, we got, we, 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 um, we started to learn, like, we, every now and then, we, we broke into, like, fundamental things, but that were also kind of fancy. You know, when you're a freshman, a headlock is fancy. I know it's the most basic move in the world, but, you know, uh, almost like a scrub move, people talk down on it. I mean, it still works at the NCAA level, but, you know, I guess rarely. But, uh, you know, we, we learned something like that, like a fireman's carry, you know, even an ankle pick is kind of fancy, you know what I mean, if you try to sauce it up. Um, we learned all these, you know, we learned basic moves, and we learned kind of basic fancy-ish moves, but I remember, like, closing that year, um, and being, you know, like, kind of satisfied with my progress throughout the year, I was, like, 11-9 my first year, um, going into the summer, man, I wanted to sauce it up some more, like, I wanted to get, see how far I could take it, and so I remember going on the internet and just looking up the most wild, bizarre moves, like, I could find, like, you know moves that are like basic now but back then was like oh man that's crazy moves like you know uh 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 what is it called dang i haven't wrestled in so long i it's not the bananas but it's splatle that's that's the name it is people call it bananas but if you call it splatle uh moves like the splatle uh well we we talk like moves like the hip toss on the season moves like the wizard uh wizard throw um what else uh the wizard though is one of my favorite ones i man that was that was in my i would go for it man i'm not even gonna explain to y'all half of y'all probably don't wrestle um moves like the shrug and training them together shrug to an ankle pick like i started getting sick throughout the summertime with all like with like the fancy combinations that no one else knew about jones roll like man some wrestlers don't even like wrestle for a long time don't even know what the jones roll i remember showing my coach that he's like what is that like you get excited and you want to explore and you want to do more of the fancy moves um funny thing is a lot of wrestlers they learn these fancy moves and they come in and their mindset is so set on the fancy their mindset is so set on the flares not only the basic moves but the fancy moves they begin to mess up like i remember a lot through my freshman year like my mind was so set on being like having so much style and so much taste and creativity and character which i believe everybody listens to our guests is probably an artist they probably have freedom of expression they probably have abstraction of thought so you probably fall into these syndromes too um you know uh i would mess up a lot of the moves and I wanted to be like this big shining star, but I ended up getting pinned. I ended up getting defeated. I ended up losing a lot because of the way that I was performing moves that were meant to be short, crispy, and straight to the point, and not fancy, not wow the crowd. Um, you know, which I remember. Uh, you know, never mind. Anyhow, I digress a lot this podcast because I get excited. I get excited. You know, I remember. I remember one time. I think it was against a school named C. Milton Wright. You know, I was tell like like. Like my teammates was like, huh? Like this is when I was a, a senior, I think. All you do is an ankle, a shrug and an ankle pick. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, uh, you don't know anything else? I was like, I was on a winning streak. I was going crazy. I was MVP of my team my senior year. But I was like, I got something else for y'all. And I remember doing that match. It was the first match I actually hit like the uh, the wizard throw, and like they was going crazy. Like, it's like I hit a wizard throw, and then when I flattened them out, I picked them up off the ground and stepped into a Turk. Like, man, they was going wild. Like. <laughs> but um, the point being, I re- it got so bad to the point with our team uh, and with young wrestlers in their mindset. I promise this applies to because it's going to blow your mind how it comes full circle. That the coach at some point, I remember him sitting us down and he just asked us a simple question. He said, what's the fastest route between two points? And we're like, what are you talking about? What are you, like a math teacher? Like, are you, <laughs> what's wrong with this man? Like, he's lost his mind. Like, he's mad to that point. He, he really lost his mind. He's switching categories altogether. And he was like, no, I'm serious. What's the, what's the fastest route between two points? 
he was like, I don't know. You just you just get to the point, I guess. You just go there. Um, and he like, you know, come up here, come up here. I think he called uh, one of my teammates, Perry, up here. He was like, show me your single, and you know, um, or, or show me your double. Like, show me a move. And, like, I remember like he did it like super circuitous, like. With, with a swing single we would really swing like woo like um swing single is a move where instead of going straight for their leg you kind of make a like a half semi-circle type of movement uh but we would really swing swing he was like show me your high crotch show me your duck under and with things like the high crotch where it's supposed to be a simple crisp movement um i know you don't may, might not know what these moves are if you're not a wrestler but um I'm gonna try to explain it and articulate it as best I can. The move itself is not a super important. With like things like the high crotch, we would really throw that arm up and like exaggerate the peak, exaggerate the duck, like peak outs. We would really like exaggerate it, like you know what I mean? Uh, hip toss, like we would like really exaggerate. We were doing these big, grandiose, exaggerated movements with our body, and like you know, um, coach was like, "Man, think about what you're doing. The fastest way to get between two points is a straight line." And he's like, what? Like, still, I don't understand how to pause. And he's like, you have to cut out all the fancy stuff. Go straight to the core and the essence of the move. Don't, don't worry about the appearance. Don't worry about the look. Don't worry about the sauce. Worry about the effect. You have to make these techniques techniques and not shows of grandeur. And I remember just thinking about, like, man, that's kind of dumb, to be honest. But, like, I remember, like, testing with it and trying out because I had a real problem with my high crotch with really just throwing the arm up. Doing it really fancy, essentially. Um, that's what it's kind of like. Um, doing it in really fancy and saucing my moves. And I started just trying out simple, like, moves in almost an ugly way that was super effective. Just getting straight to the point, straight to the point, straight to the point. And I remember, like, my takedown efficiency. I actually won takedown specials my senior year. I had the most takedowns uh, in my school that year. Um, and maybe in school history, I had a lot of takedowns. I had a crazy amount of takedowns. Because I would just take down people and let them up to you, and people would let them up. Uh, so I got to take down a specialist award. But, and I won a lot. And one of the reasons was like just shortness and crispiness and routine of technique. Um, and so just thinking about this story, it got me thinking about like my life. You know what I mean? Like um, a lot of us, we grew up in such a way where we were unheard. That's what the avoidant style of attachment is. Look that up if you don't know what that is. A lot of us were born with an avoidant style of attachment. And so we were never heard, we were never seen, we were never spoken. And so in our lives, in our dreams, and everything that we do, there's this idea, this this vision of grandiose. Like um, we wanna, we wanna, for example, like for a career, we can't just go and you know get the money the regular way we got to go be communicators we got to be speakers we got to be artists and musicians and we got to be something you know what i mean um man we got to have flair we got to have life like a movie and a lot of y'all i talk to a lot of y'all on the on the paid calls you do with me and a lot of y'all don't admit it but some of you do and i can relate to it i want to be the one i can understand i ain't never been the one i ain't never been heard i never been seen like i gotta be the one i'm sorry that's who I'm talking to right now. I know you. You know you. Be honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be the one. That's what it's all about. Being like being seen. And so, you know what I'm saying? Even that like made me think about how like how am I performing in, in, in my relationships and the way I connect with you and the way I talk to people. And I remember when I first started learning social skills, you know, I wanted nothing more to be seen. You know, because even in my life, everybody loves that equation, like where you're seen, like where you're spitting some game or you're talking to a friend or you're talking to a group of friends and you're just saying the most witty, funny, off the wall, abstract jokes. Um, your talking game is so on point and everybody's just looking and everybody's just admiring. Everybody's like, man, I would love to be in that friend group. Everybody wants that moment. And so when it comes to interaction with people, you know, that's the way I would approach it. Like, what is the slickest, most wittiest 
uh, eloquent and effective way I can talk this situation up? What I gonna, how can I talk the situation through? Um, how can I talk in a way where it makes me appear sophisticated? And so I would ask people a lot of questions. I would interview them and I would steer the conversation in, in domains that I know or I steer the conversation in a way that made me seem like, okay, I'm more listening than other people. I'm more empathetic than other people. I'm more intellectual than other people. I would talk about things that were abstract because I thought this will make me appear interesting. Um, and I remember when I first started learning, I'm, I'm drinking some tea, I'm a vocalist, I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, that's like a little, little I'm, I'm a vocalist, sorry, like one of those little, like, you know how girls be like on like Instagram and stuff, like, you know, like the little rich kids, I don't know. Um, and so I would go uh, and I would try to sauce up conversation that way. And um, I remember like looking through a lot of my life, like a lot of that is not where I was getting hits. Like a lot of that was not where I was working, what was working, a lot of a lot of that was not not where people would actually be interested in me and it got me kind of thinking about like like am I going straight from like you you want a certain result out of the conversation you want the process primarily you just want to have a good time but what draws that out of people and so recently in my life you know uh, I was coming out last year of a period of being completely jaded and in that period of time like I wasn't super expressive I am now but I really didn't talk much. Okay, I was expressive, but I didn't talk much. And so, a lot of the ways in which that I would interact with people was just I would I would like like emote. You know what I mean? Like I would I would use my face, I would use my body language, I would shrug. Like you know what I mean? I would do things like that because I really didn't have the energy to interact. You know. Um, and as I grew and gained more energy, funny thing is like that's one of the things that didn't change. You know. Whereas before, I would talk and talk and talk and interview and interview and interview. Um, like I, I guess I kind of just fell in the habit of you know um really just communicating with my body and my body language even when i talk talking would just be the accent to my body language it'd be the accent to the things that's happening on my body and on my face um and funny looking at you know the last year and the last summer um a lot of the moments where people were most fond of me uh whether what it whether platonic or romantically whatever it is i'm taken so i can't really talk about the romantic side um you know it would be a situation literally where I'm just kicking back and somebody is is having a conversation with me or somebody's talking with me and I'm using my face I'm using my body language you know I'm laughing one of the primary things I do is just people just talk and I just I just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh because it's funny self-amusement is, is is one of the primary tenants to pick up by the way so you should always be self-amused but I would just laugh 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 and they'd be like what like what like what like what why are you laughing like they'd be so curious and so drawn in um and that would you know um and that would just you know make them go into a place where they're just like trying to like curious about it like trying to figure it out trying to get the joke trying to be entertained as well because they want to be part of the party that's happening um you know i would raise raise an eyebrow you know stick a tongue out shrug a shoulder you know make squint my eyes like ooh, who was that like make a nasty face like Ugh, like you know and that's the like for some reason if you look at it it's like the takedowns in wrestling those are the moments like they're so bare minimum they're so ugly they're so like there's, there's not much flair to him. You're not saying something completely witty or funny, but for some reason you raise an eyebrow and everybody thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. That's what I like. Just looking back on my life, that's one of the things that I discovered today. Like, you know, um, and I think I figured out why. Like to break it down in my mind, I think is like, you know, the point of conversation is communication, right? And as a principle in life, um, the fastest way from a point to another point is to go straight to it. And when it comes to communication, I want you to think about, about it like this. 
in human evolution there was there was you know first there was humans and we didn't do anything at all and then we had grunts and like facial expressions and body language was the primary way we communicated then much later we had spoken language then much later we had written language but the way that our brains evolved we had probably hundreds of thousands of years where we couldn't where we didn't have a spoken language at all and so it was just our body it was just our grunts it was just our laughter it was just our facial expressions and so primarily if we look at our life like a toolkit um, in, in wrestling there's a toolkit there's a fancy moves there's a flare way to do them and there's the regular moves the most efficient moves the most efficient way from point A to point B is the straight is the straight path it's the mundane moves those are the primary ways you'll win in wrestling if you want to win this is what you have to do and so looking at conversation like that a small talk like that um, the primary thing you really have to focus on is the primary way we evolve to communicate which is not through speaking it's through body language and so when you use body language it's like going from that point A to point B very quickly and it's not sexy it's not like witty it's not like any of these things it's just super effective when you use your face when you use your body to communicate um, you know it's doing so little it's like in boxing like when you throw a hook you throw a wide looping hook or you can throw a short powerful hook it's short it's quick but it's super powerful when its expression is communication and so when you talk to people you have to emote through your body more so than anything and a lot of people I think I, is, I, I want to implore you if you listen to talk is to practice your emotions practice emoting you know because a lot of people look in the mirror and literally practice your faces a lot of people think they're emoting they think they're smiling they think they're raising the eyebrow they think they're laughing hard to the point where your body's shaking you know um but but it, it, it's like those moments like you know what I mean? Somebody says something stupid and you look at your friend and like they could just see it on your face. You're not saying anything. You're not telling a joke. But they could just see it on your face. It's like the point where you somebody didn't even do something stupid. You're just with your friend and you just look at each other and you just start laughing. Because there's something there in the body that's telling a story. You have to learn how to tell stories through bodies and practice a dynamic range of expressions. You have to get the timing, um, 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 in 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 the in the and the power of your, and the efficiency and power, like the, the expressiveness, I guess, of your expressions down. That's one of the most important things because when I, I, when I talk to a lot of people, I realize one of the things that they do is that like they, they try to emote, but they only do it halfway because of nerves, anxiety, shyness. Um, but even when they go and do it, like, I don't know, there's, there's a forcedness to it and there's a halfness to it. You know, when you go to wink, you know what I'm saying, you got to really commit to that movement. You know, you gotta know what it looks like on your face. Like when you're taking a picture and you're modeling, um, a lot of the things you'll stand in front of the camera, you'll think you're doing something super crazy, but you're not really doing much at all. They record yourself talking. You think you're talking loud, but you're not really talking loud at all. So I want you to really practice like raising the eyebrow, squinting your eyes, sticking your tongue out, make it as silly as possible. You know, it's one dealer at the casino. Um, I'm not gonna give her name out because everybody kind of knows her. She's not there anymore. She's quit recently this week, but. You know, uh, she's like a little cartoon, you know, and everybody in the casino loves her. Everybody's like, like, um, you know, um, you know, uh, everybody, 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 she's like a celebrity almost, you know, and the funny thing is like, you know, I don't think English is her first language, but still she's accelerating socially more than primary English speakers, speakers because she's just, her face is just like a, like, she's just like a little cartoon. And I just told her, I told her that before, like, you're like a cartoon. Like it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, and everybody likes, everybody agrees. Like. Think about even like the things you love about a girl you love or, or a homie you love. Like it's just their little expressions that's just like, why are you why are you like this? Like it's the funny thing in the world. Funniest thing in the world. And so 
I wanted to communicate that, and I also want to communicate. So, so I want you to think about speech is your prime, like not speech. Speech is the accent to your primary driver, which is body language. Don't focus on talking. And I want to say, I want to emphasize that. Don't focus on the talking. Focus on the body language. First, so focus on those short, punchy expressions that deliver the story without the words. Because when you try to use the words, you're going into eloquence. You're going into storytelling. You're going into design. You're going into the fancy stuff. And the fancy stuff are good as accents, as a flair, but they're not good as the main course. And I also want to further say that when you focus on um, um, your body language what it also allows you to do is because you're going straight from point A to point B and you're not really leaving any space on your end everything is airtight on the other end of the situation you're leaving a lot of space and so one of the things that I explained in my paid coaching calls um, which a lot of the, the same lessons are in the seven habits so go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash the number seven habits slash seven habits um, and you can download the seven habits that you need to do to clear out your blockages and become extremely socially influent, uh, influent influential um, like a social mastermind and kill your anxiety and all that cool stuff go download that it'll tell you the same thing I tell the paid coaching coach clients um, but um, um blah, 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 blah. Uh, like conversation is all about space you know what I mean? I one of the primary things about going from point A to point B, uh, like the idea is like 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 a like a spiritual Zen master, like the Tao Te Ching or something. There's a lot of power in this world in what you do not do, in what you leave in the table. It's a lot of power in omission. There's power in the non-doing, is what they call it in the spiritual text. Um, and what you don't do leaves so much room for things to happen. You see what I'm saying? So when you don't do the extra flair in wrestling, there's so much more. That, that's coming you're, you're, it leaves space for timing it leaves space for precision it leaves space for efficiency it leaves space for the energy that you don't waste there's so much that happens chemically well, well in, in the world in life when you don't do things and so conversation is about space conversation is about tempo conversation is about 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 space it's about the space that you leave on the table for another person to invest as we discussed in the last podcast so if you haven't listened listen to the last podcast so one of the most powerful things um it, 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 like in human psychology is the benjamin franklin effect when people feel like they invested a lot into somebody um you know they 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 their brain justifies it by saying okay i must like this person so you get someone to do a favor for you, they'll like you more. Look that up, Benjamin Franklin Effect. Or just go to the uh, Learn the 7 Habits, www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash 7, the number 7, habits, 7 habits. Um, but essentially what's important is in conversation is space. And uh, a lot of, like a lot of guys get on talk, you know, calls and say, what if, I, what if I'm boring? What if I don't talk a lot? What if I, this, that, and third? It's even more powerful. Like psychologically it's been proven, like people get antsy and want validation then lean in more when there's space in a conversation so if somebody asks you a question you wait four seconds that's the actual mark um, they'll begin to feel like they have to talk more justify another sales tactic that people use when they are trying to sell they leave space so that you feel like you have to lean in and that investment equals affection adoration appreciation of you um, and so space is important in a conversation and so when you're airtight with your movements by just getting to the point with expressions then talking is important too but expression is the primary drive when you just get to the point with expression you allow space to exist. You see, you, by, by, by taking off the table for you, you allow more space on the table for somebody else. You allow more space on the table for them to be curious. And when, when, when you don't say much, when you don't do much, they lean in 
it's a curiosity. They lean in naturally to fill the space, to talk more, to question you, to be curious. So you'll make a face, they're like, what is that? Like, why, why'd you do that? Like, people would die laughing, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why, why is this man, they'll stare at you, like, trying to figure you out like a puzzle. Um, you leave space in the room so that they can step in and then begin to fill it up because that's just a natural tendency we have as human beings. Like, look at somebody and say something, and like, say something like a curious hook or make a face, and then don't say anything. Watch how much they talk. Watch how much they fill up the space. Watch how much they have feel the need for continuity um, because that's what the Western mind does. Um, it, it has a need for continuity. I heard that in marketing somewhere. I don't know if it's true worldwide. It probably is. We're all humans. Um, but yeah, basically what I'm saying this episode, be airtight. Be airtight. Go from point A to point B. That's the way you can be powerful, punchy, and give somebody enough of space space to invest so they can actually build affection and love and admiration for you as an ally, as a partner, as a romantic interest. Trust me, you do these things, people will just be cracking up laughing. They think you're a top-tier comedian. Um, yeah, emote with your body. In small talk, your words are just an accent piece. They're not as important. So I want you to go and practice that every single day. Practice the expressions you make. Go outside and practice actually making these expressions and making these making these movements, man. You'll you'll love the results, I promise you. So that's all I have to say. I have to go to the store and pick up some groceries uh, with my boot thing. Uh, I appreciate you so much for listening, man. If you want to, you know, just get to the bottom of this and be extroverted and kill your anxiety and be socially like a social mastermind. Go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com and download the seven habits. Socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits, excuse me. And download the free PDF. Just enter your email address. Um, obviously, I'll send you over more material after that, but I'm going to just send you the seven habits. And if you want to look at the other material, that's cool too. If you want to be a buyer, that's cool too. Because uh, obviously, we do paid coaching. We do, we got, we're coming out with a course too. Um, I'm putting the together course right now just to break this stuff down super easy. But if you just want the seven habits, just go get the seven habits. Um, and they, you know, ignore the rest if that's what you want to do. I hope you don't because you know, coaches and mentors, man, they're super important. But anyhow, man, I'm digressing. www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. Hopefully I get up today. If not, man, I'll see y'all guys tomorrow and I'll tell you why I didn't tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you.